Welcome to the Travelling Healer Podcast, a podcast where we interview healers, practitioners and thought leaders in the field of healing, where we push your boundaries and beliefs in what is truly possible in healing. Hey everyone, welcome to the Travelling Healer Podcast. We've got Ernie Chu here from Florida. We're in Abidjania um, in Brazil and uh, we've been uh, visiting John of God. Um, Ernie's got some amazing stories with visiting John of God. He's um, been here, well, he's visited John of God 27 times since 2002, and um, not just here, but around the world in various places. Um, yeah, Ernie, on his first visit in 2002, actually had a, a physical surgery. Uh, most of the interventions here are uh, non physical, right? Um, but yeah. that one was. Uh, um, a physical surgery on um, cancer, so he had benign cancer uh, wrapped around the spine. I'll let you to, um, talk about it more in more depth, but um, apparently it was inoperable, and yes. and then John of God, um, yeah, removed it, and um, to his amazement of his uh, doctor back home, <laughs> it was it was gone. So yes. uh, we'll go into that a bit more, but yeah, I think he's got um, some other amazing stories as well um, around that, and. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we're just having a chat before uh, about your amazing path from being a, a writer for Wall Street Journal, a stockbroker, investor, serial entrepreneur, a minister, um, an author of a book, uh, Soul Currency. Um, he was also on the Oprah sh- uh, show um, for um, his amazing stories with uh, John God. So. Yeah, it's quite a quite a story there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just thought um, it would be great to share what your experience was, really, and uh, what you've learnt from your time here. Um, and I'm learning every day. I've been here for a week now, <laughs> and just uh, <laughs> it's my first week here. And goodness me, yeah, it's, it's an experience, right? Like lots of people telling me what what they've experienced, and um, it definitely pushes your your beliefs of what is possible. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to give you an overview of what this is about, um, John of God has, has by various estimates, <coughs> um, helped more than 10 to maybe 14 million people. Mm. It's, it's hard to tell exactly what that number is because uh, over the years, people never really had people sign in or anything of that <laughs> type. but. Uh, we know uh, roughly the uh, number of people that have been coming the, f- the last few years. So it's, it's between 10 million and about 14 million people. And uh, something of this kind over the last 55 years or so, uh, you probably haven't seen anything quite like it. It's very similar to, I guess, in scope to, uh, I guess, <coughs> um, as, uh, Mother Teresa or someone like Albert Schweitzer, who did, did the kind of work he did in Africa on, on a very large scale. Mm. But even uh, places like Lourdes and, and Fatima and places like that, where, where you're looking at really, in a sense, the energy of a particular place or a vision that mm. occurred, it certainly has that, that um, healing power and certainly that <coughs> uh, draw from people who um, are looking for miracles. Um, I would say it's on that scale, 
but uh, this the John of God is a live medium because mm. he doesn't do the healing it is the spirit beings that come through him <coughs> that do the healing and um, that those spirits don't really claim to do the healing either they claim that uh, uh, all the healing is done by God and um, the other thing is that he never charges for the healing so you don't uh, you're not sitting there and expecting a, a, an admissions charge or anything of this type um, it is very much like a church and even donation boxes uh, at, at the Casa are not that easy to find they're they're behind a post or they have a very small sign on it mm. saying donations uh, so this this uh, work is not all about money but really about love about healing about really opening up to that greater spiritual good and and becoming more of that spirit being which mm. all of us are but we somehow forget that that part of us is uh, alive and well and sometimes forgotten uh, yeah. when we get caused you know get uh, caught up in that day-to-day -day, uh, uh, busyness of life yeah so that's so that's that's how I would begin this by looking at what it is because most people really don't see the, the see this they see as as well I heard this man is is uh, got all these different entities what do they do are these entities good or what what do I need to do I'm not uh, I'm not sick so I don't need to go <laughs> um, and when you hear about it first of all it's an invitation and not everybody gets that invitation but mm. if, you, if you're called uh, you have the choice of whether you go or not yeah and if you um, don't go well that's that's up to you so they uh, but uh, many people do and sometimes it takes uh, something where you have uh, some type of disease or something about about the, you that you um, have to go mm. uh, often you tend to put your faith in doctors and then you find that sometimes there's not a cure or mm. yeah. um, in my case I didn't really know how serious a lot of the things I had were, especially that that lipoma, which was a tumor that uh, grew and grew and grew. It started out as uh, a, a size of a marble, and it really didn't grow on the spine. It, it grew, it was away from the spine about maybe half an inch. Uh, it grew larger and larger over about 22 years, uh -huh. and it got so large that it started to... Uh, become very noticeable when I put on a shirt okay. uh, and also it started instead of being very soft and pliable mm. it became very hard and is that at the bottom of your spine or it was right about uh, an inch or no it's, uh, it's about maybe four inches um, toward the bottom of my spine okay yeah and it's something that if you wanted to put your arm in back of you, you could just barely reach it if you had oh, your okay. arm there. Yep, it yep. was right there. And um, I didn't really notice it, about, notice it except that um, once in a while I, 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 it, I could feel as I was sitting somewhere that I could, I could feel it. Mm. 
when I when it became almost too late to have it removed, um, it was much bigger, and the doctors both in the United States and Canada indicated that it was pretty close to the spine and potentially uh, it could cause uh, paralysis mm. and that generally speaking um, it was not something that they would undertake it would have to be a, uh, a specialist well when I actually came to visit John of God I, I came because somebody else who was a friend of mine actually was in a car accident and it was far worse than what I had. She was actually <laughs> paralyzed, oh, wow. both her, her, her legs and her arms, because she was uh, thrown from, a, from the car. The car was run off the road, so it went up on an embankment, hit a tree, and she was thrown out of the car, and the car actually ran her over and, mm. and crushed her spine. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was really... Uh, very tragic because she uh, was only 28 years old, was mm. in the prime of her life, a very beautiful young woman. And um, as a minister I, and friend, I, I came to see her the next day and she hadn't yet realized the, ex the devastating extent of her injuries. Mm. Um, and I told her that um, it's either going to be the worst thing in her life that she ever had or the, the best thing. And uh, there were some times that she thought it was going to be the worst thing that she ever had because she couldn't move. She had to be in a wheelchair. She had to learn to exist all over again. Um, somehow she decided that she wasn't, her life hadn't ended. So she decided to, she heard about John of God and came down to, so you did, did you know about John of God at that time? or I knew about uh, the practice, what they did, yeah. which, is, which is essentially there, there was another um, healer that, I, that uh, is called Arigo, and he was the predecessor of John of God, but he only had one entity, mm. which was the, uh, a, German, uh, a dead German doctor named Dr. Fritz. And um, he actually uh, healed hundreds, if not tens of thousands of people, mm. but um, not on the scale that, that uh, John of God has done. No. And so when I came down, I, I had an understanding of that this was possible and that uh, what people did, yeah. because the man that told me about it, he was a medical doctor himself. Oh, and okay. he had actually done a lot of work and research on parapsychology. And oh, had he lot. been to visit John of God himself? No, or? he hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. think he. I don't think John of God was on his radar screen at that time. Yeah. But Arigo was, and there was actually a book written by John Fuller called uh, Arigo, Surgeon of the Rusty Knife, which is essentially uh, things that he used to do. He used to. There were a lot of films of of Arigo doing. Um, a cataract surgery with a fruit knife and of course you wouldn't want to have a fruit knife uh, <laughs> somebody doing that uh, uh, I mean it, it sounds almost impossible but here John of God <laughs> is doing it with a scalpel and sometimes even a knife yeah, uh, a yeah. paring knife Seen and, three uh, of those and he's not here. not only that but because of the fact that this is all being done by a spirit he doesn't even have to look at what he's doing so no. he'll, 
you'll actually see him and sometimes he'll be looking he'll he'll appear to be doing it carefully yeah yeah and other times he'll be just like looking around the room while he's, <laughs> while doing, he's doing it yeah i saw that and uh and and that's, that's a pretty uh, but his hands and everything are all guided yeah so something you got to see to when you're down it. here yeah you you learn that there's another dimension of reality uh that that you're never alone you may think that you're you're alone when you're somewhere but there's an unseen dimension that is there. Mm. Uh, when you when you uh, have a near miss on a on an automobile accident when you should have really had a been severely injured, you say to yourself, "Boy, somebody must be watching over you." <laughs> and guess what? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's a little, and then you start to think, "Well, gee, I there's a I, I I I wouldn't do some of the things that I did do in private if if." Uh, if I knew that somebody was watching me, <laughs> uh, and that's fine too, because uh, the the other dimension is 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 very loving, and and they know what it is to be human, because many of them were human, but mm. they're on another path, and um, it really is proof of the the immortality of the soul, and yet there's those that world that exists. Uh, almost uh, contemporaneously uh, with the one that we think we're all by ourselves in. Mm. So just because we can't prove a lot of this or won't believe in it, uh, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm. Hello. So <laughs> that's, um, in, in some ways, that's what you learn when you're you're here at John of God is you, you learn uh, not only your own to, to have your own particular uh, circumstance treated, yeah, yeah. but you learn that there's something much larger because you, your your brain always wonders, well, if that's the case, why didn't I know about it? Or mm. and you do know about it at a certain point. Yeah, it's just rediscovering it and yeah. allowing that part of you to mm. to uh, come out because uh, sometimes when it's something we can't see feel or touch or even you know uh, smell or or, or uh, chew on it um, we don't think it's real yeah. and therefore but the whole thing is that we forget that we don't have we're not just creatures of five senses mm. we're creatures of uh, almost a, a lot more than that and that in one of them is is sometimes called the sixth sense, but it's it's more than the sixth sense, and it's uh, you you can feel and 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 know things that uh, you can't explain why, and that's mm. the cosmic part of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, what did it actually feel like when you had that um, this physical surgery that um, John God? You know, that's 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 a great question because. I figured that as I was lying on the table, um, I would be asked that question a lot. And so I started to think about, well, what does this feel like um, mm. um, when, you're, when you're on the table? And, and one of the things is that I was kind of surprised and maybe um, not so surprised because uh, I had seen other people, uh, movies and, and videos, that were played at the cost of other people mm. having lipomas removed. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, 
before you say that. There's a uh, TV on the side, and it shows previous physical surgeries um, as we're you know in line, so you can see some incredible. Um, I think cancers coming out of people. Like this guy had this massive lump on his arm, and he cuts it open, and he's just digging it out as though it's just meat, you know, using his yeah, hands. Yes, and, and this guy's just sitting there like as though nothing's happening. Yeah. And it comes out like a dinner plate full. Yeah. Of of whatever it was, you yeah, know, yeah. maybe probably cancer. Um. Like it's nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they put it on a tray, and it looks like it's. Uh, you and know. he shows it to everyone, you know, yeah. in the video. Yeah. Um, and they usually send it to a lab to make sure that. Oh yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they did with mine. Actually, uh, yeah. Before you go into how it felt, can you actually explain your whole experience, like walking in, what what John of God actually did, like what he told you, or you know, and then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, and then uh, leading well, into I had just come come down there, and I guess there's never an accident while you came down there. Yeah, yeah. You you might convince yourself that there's there was one reason or another that you came down there, but you were invited and and you showed up and you accepted the invitation. You came down there. Um, when I showed up there, the first thing he said was, "You're a medium." Oh, wow. And I didn't know what a medium was because, again, um, I thought he told that to everybody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I apparently found out it's not everybody. Mm. And I really never thought of myself as being a medium. I, I was also, I was very intuitive. Mm. I d relied a lot on my intuition. Yep. Um, when I was on Wall Street, I would actually know an answer, and then I would use the tools that I was educated in, such as securities analysis and uh, understanding finance, to justify why my, my decision was made. Uh, so I would go and write a report on a company, but I would first know, having been to the company, that it was going to do very well. And therefore, I would start to look for reasons why it was doing well, Absolutely. as opposed to the other way around, which was to get all the information and then try to figure out with all the information whether that the company's going to be okay. Yeah. So. Very smart. When somebody told me that I was a medium, I it's it's taken me years to really understand mm. what that was. But uh, to their credit, the entities and the spirits have a, a lot of time. Uh, time is much different on the other side, and so. Uh, when I was there, he said, okay, you're a medium. And I went, okay, uh, <laughs> mm. not really knowing what that is. And then I turned ar around and um, I showed him the lump and he said, surgery tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and so um, that's what happened was that uh, uh, that afternoon I was put in the current room. Now the current room is, is uh, I'm not even sure what that was at that time, but it is a, a room by which really the, the work of the entity is is supported by by hundreds, literally hundreds of yeah. people sitting there uh, lending that their their energy as it really comes out of their being. Mm. And like meditating. Yeah, yeah like meditating. So but you you don't even have to. Um, 
do meditation, you just don't, you have to just keep from doing something else, you know, mm. like you're, like we're having a conversation that kind of takes energy from both of us mm. and even, even the energies around us that uh, we can't see. Yeah. But if he's, a, if you're sitting in the current room and you're just in a way quiet and you're not doing anything other than, you know, kind of wiggling and maybe, mm. um, you're, you're lending your energy to what he's mm. doing. And that really helps him. Mm. But again, I, I, I say this having had more than uh, something like, no, this would be my 17th or eight, uh, 17th year. So we know that, that uh, yet there's, there's a lot we don't know, but what we do know is that um, all, this, uh, all this energy helps. So I was there and essentially, um, I was just sitting in current and he comes over that afternoon and says, come here, I'd like to show you something. So he's, uh, again, he doesn't say that. He sends somebody over and they're, my, they're the translator, so they're telling me all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I stand up there and I watch as he's doing an operation for a woman who uh, was an American woman. She had a, uh, uh, what appeared to be a lipoma about the size of maybe a grapefruit. Oh wow! It was it was very big. Yeah. And it was so it had grown over the years, and she was a school teacher had just had retired, uh, and she she had had known about this for some time, and it had gotten bigger and bigger, and it kept her. She had made the decision that she would not have any real serious relationships with men because it's when she took off her clothes mm. and got uh, wanted to have an intimate relationship this uh, particular tumor was mm. something that she was very ashamed of and yeah. so it's really it, so she came down here to have it removed and it's interesting that you use the term it looked like a tray of meat because <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like um, uh, it was a stainless steel um, tray and on it were all these slabs of, of the tumor and if you looked at it it was spread all over the tray and it, it looked like uh, uh, the supermarket where they were they hadn't yet <laughs> yeah. wrapped all the stuff there but it was it really reminded me of a tray of meat yep. and uh, at one point she she crossed her you're not supposed to cross your legs because oh, of yeah. the energy mm -hmm. And she crossed her legs, and she was she could feel some pain during the process. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then they told her to uncross it, and eventually it went away. Mm. So. So that wasn't a way um, easing you into the idea that what was going to happen with you. Well, what was interesting was that he was t as he was taking these out, uh, somehow this he, it, it, some of the tumor got flipped. Uh, you know, so I, I had like a tiny bit of. Of the tumor on my on my shirt, you know, <laughs> I was. So you were you literally standing? Right I was literally to... standing pretty close to her. <laughs> oh man! So you know, if I had any concerns about the uh, operation, this was not necessarily um, going to ease them. <laughs> so he, he he then said, "Well, we don't have time this morning to uh, do this. We'll we'll uh, we'll do it this afternoon." So I get there this afternoon, and they call me in, and they they take me outside the current room, yeah. and they put me on a gurney. So I'm on a gurney. Now this I'm 
face down. Yep. And just kind of relaxing. Yeah. And um, I didn't know at that time that the gurney is their version of intensive care. Oh, okay. So you, you probably don't know that either. No. If you, no. If you see somebody on the, on a gurney. Ah, okay. They're in intensive That's care. That's a gurney meaning a stretcher. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's they, it's, they it's carry uh, people off. The well, it's it's the one that yeah. It's usually the the thing that uh, uh, people ambulance drivers use, ah, yeah, yeah. and and they can they can either raise it, you know, and or lower it, and mm. it, can, it becomes like a stretcher. Yeah. So I was on one of those that was raised, and it was just sitting there in the hallway, mm. uh, and in one of the rooms, and not much was happening, and then all of a sudden he, I find he comes along. So he, I hear his voice, and he says something in, in Portuguese where every time he goes into one of the rooms, the, he sets the, the energy by um, saying a prayer in mm. Portuguese. Mm. And he does a lot of the prayers similarly uh, when he's doing, whether it's one person or a hundred people. Mm. He'll, he'll do a prayer for the entire room, and he'll say something like, in the name of God, I declare you all healed and um, what happens here is a little bit different than what some people think and slightly different uh, quite a bit different from in appearance what um, uh, happens when you do a, a physical operation so the first thing he does is he talks about it and there's somebody that is with him it turns out that somebody is a, is a, doc a practicing doctor from Canada who is also Brazilian, so understands the, the uh, Portuguese. Mm. So he went to medical school at McGill, I think, and he, uh, he, he stayed in Canada and is a uh, uh, practicing doctor up there. And he decided to come to Abidjania to there. And of course, they all, the doctors are always welcome there. Mm. And he just, you know, he just kind of explains what he's doing. And the doctors are, the only thing I can say is they're being very patient. They don't want to say that, that uh, this is hard to believe. They, but you can see that in, in their eyes that it goes against everything that they ever learned in <laughs> medical school. <laughs> and, yep. and, and they're having a hard time trying to reconcile what they're seeing with what they learned. Well, this particular doctor, he's, he's, he's probably in a little bit better shape because he um, uh, is Brazilian and he understands about spirits mm, but yeah. still he was trained at one of the finest medical schools mm. and um, so he basically just doesn't say much and, and he, everything's being explained to him so what he did was he made a made a cut with the scalpel and I did feel it because it felt like a like all of a sudden they, you know how it feels when you have a have a uh, uh, it's like a long um, paper cut, yeah. and and that's what I felt. And then I kind of braced myself in case there were, were was more pain or anything. No, nothing else except I felt a lot a lot of tugging and pulling. And he's talking, and he's talking, and in Portuguese, and uh, and the doctor would nod and say things, and then he would take he he, he actually took, uh, I think he actually used his hands and uh, the lipoma uh, had some very soft kind of almost disgusting fatty type of, of gook on it and, and that was taken out. 
Mm. I don't know. I, I can tell you, having seen the uh, video that he used, he used a few of his fingers and took it out and put it out, uh, and I'm not sure where, mm. and wiped his hands off. And then um, he started um, putting his hands in the actual opening. Yep. And, it, and he started using his hands to break the adhesions of, of, of what appeared to be the tumor. Yeah. And so I, all I felt was uh, some pushing and tugging and stuff like that. Uh, didn't feel, didn't hurt at all. But I also felt there was energy. So it felt a little bit like I was having a bit of a, uh, the energy of the uh, sort of the heat of of a sunburn. So it might okay. be a, a, like a. Uh, not a first degree sunburn, but maybe a second degree sunburn, a little more intense. Mm -hmm. It didn't hurt at all, but I could feel the hotness and, and everything going around there. And then um, he started, uh, after he had put the adhesions, broke the adhesions and stuff, he started, he took a pair of forceps and started pulling. And, and, uh, oh, and he would pull and then he'd break some more of the adhesions yep, and he'd yep. pull. And he finally, um, uh, and again, I'm uh, doing this in hindsight. Uh, I felt a lot of tugging, and in the in the um, uh, video, which which I saw afterwards, he actually pulled out a small section of of the tumor. It looked like they they finally got that section freed up, and it was uh, you know it was a pretty good size. It was uh, it was it was a longer kind of size and it looked like a little bit like pulling out a piece of, of it, it looked like a ginger root and he was mm. pulling that out and he and uh and it looked like oh we got most ghost of it when i saw it on the on the um, um video, video. Yeah. and so he cuts well that was the part i felt i felt the cut it was like oh mm. and it felt like a cut i thought well uh, since i couldn't see it i thought Maybe that's the thing. What he's taking a needle and putting the putting it through, and, and, mm. and yeah, I feel him putting the needle there. Mm. And it wasn't that at all. It was actually the the cut of of he was cutting a piece of my my body, uh, removing it. The other thing that it was interesting looking at at the uh, um, the video was that when he made the cut. Um, what what came out appeared to look like uh, a stream of a little stream of blood, but it wasn't blood you know, when I after I looked at it. It was just a small red color, and then after that there was no blood at all. Wow! So it's uh, a couple of drops, maybe. Not even a couple of drops. It wow. was like a little tiny. It was like a a, a spot of red, mm. uh, like a almost like red Kool-Aid that was was going down my back, and. Um, it and then after me. that, nothing. And um, I had a friend look at it who was a nurse. Yeah. And, sh and she said, you know, in the back, the uh, arteries are so, and the, the arteries are so close to the top that even if you scratch your back really hard, you can actually get mm -hmm. it to bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, if you um, for some reason, were skateboarding or something and had a bad fall, you could you could be pretty bloody and your back yeah, could, yeah, yeah. could be all kind all kinds of things. So 
she was very surprised. She said, where's the blood? There mm. should be blood all over the place. And there wasn't. So if you watch videos of, uh, on YouTube or something, or come and witness um, John of God, it's that's the theme, right? There's, they've been, there's not much blood that comes out. Yeah, and generally and, there's and no anesthesia, no, so there's yeah. no infection. And generally it doesn't hurt. And in this case, um, there, there, there was a, uh, I won't say a hurt, but it, it was a, when they cut, I could feel the, I could yeah. feel the, the, um, the pain, the, the brief pain of the mm. cut, and which it, is nothing compared which, to yeah. what exactly. <laughs> and and it and then it went away, mm. um, and it was probably just like um, again a, a, a sunburn. Yeah, yeah. And after he took the first thing out, he kept, I could feel more tugging, mm. and I thought, well, they they're probably doing something else. Uh, what I then turned around uh, after I watched the film, he keeps pulling, and he sticks his hand in there, and they finally get the, to the bottom of it, mm -hmm. and they pull out this long, what appears to be root. Yeah. It's a pretty good-sized piece. Wow. And if you looked at the entire piece, uh, the first and the second things that he did, you could imagine a coffee cup, and the first, almost a half a coffee cup is filled up with, with, yeah. that, with that tumor. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty. It, it it didn't seem it seemed pretty big, uh, in in retrospect. But um, most of it was below the surface, and what they told me was that it had uh, actually uh, not only grown below the surface, right, but there a part of it had uh, wrapped around the vertebral artery. Now you know what that is. It mm. it, it it controls the the blood supply to the legs. And, and and also to the spine, and um, it would have probably resulted in a in probably some type of I guess medically a hematoma, and then probably a blood clot of some type. And uh, uh, I wouldn't have been able to use my legs. I would have lost the feeling, and then ultimately there would probably be some type of blood clot that would have gone to the heart and mm. and ended my life. Mm. Um, but fortunately, that never happened. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it all worked out. Yeah. So after all that, um, you were cl they, they cleared you. It well, they sent the, the they sent the uh, uh, tumor to the lab. Yeah. And like we thought, there was not it was not malignant. Yeah. It was just growing in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and besides, I, I really didn't want to have a lot of lumps growing in different parts of my body. Yeah. Um, but Certainly, if you had one lump growing, that was not the place you wanted it to be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was my first experience there. Yep. And um, to give you an idea of, you know, the reason I talked about the, the uh, when he told me I was an, a Picasso medium, um, what happened was that, of course, you know the procedure when you have a, when, even when you have a invisible, um, at that point they called it a surgery, but now it's called a spiritual intervention. Mm. Um, you have to stay in your room, 24 hours, not to move. You have to. So I was in my room after the, uh, you know, I took a taxi to the to the casa, and uh, uh, I mean to my hotel, yeah. and um, I had so much energy. <laughs> really? I felt so good. Like straight away after? Yeah, straight away after. 
And the reason is that, as you know, uh, every 60 or 90 days, the body creates new cells. Mm. And so these new cells were, were uh, being created also for this tumor. Mm. And it takes a pattern of energy to hold that into place. So you, you, you were using a lot of energy just to hold that tumor into place. Oh, of course, yeah. When you take the tumor out, all, that, all of a sudden that energy gets freed up. Yeah. And I felt so good. I felt like dancing and whatever. <laughs> and, and, um, was, the, was it 24 hours for you? He said 24 Well, hours. yeah, and after the, right after I was lying on the gurney, I was, after the, the operation was finished, I kept thinking, wow, I feel really good. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I think I'm just going to get up, uh, you know. And I came, as I started to get up, uh, a doc, the doctor who was watching this came uh, and came along. And he said, where are you going? He said, the entity needs to have you lie down because they're, they, they, you, it's too close to the spine. They're not going to put any stitches in. And he doesn't put, when he calls stitches, it's like one or two stitches. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And um, so I basically lay down and, and, um, and then I, uh, I waited for about an hour. Mm. <laughs> an hour, I had a major operation, right? An hour I get up and I'm ready to, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling so great. I mean, I'm really ready to run to the taxi or run home. They told me I, I followed the rules and I, I took a taxi. It wasn't very far, and um, it was at Posada Domingo, which was at that time one of the closest. So I basically gave thanks to it. I mean, I was so happy that it was it was gone. I didn't really know the extent of of how bad it was until afterwards, um, and I wasn't told by the entity I was told by the doctor who watched it he, he's a medical doctor Isn't that cool? yeah and he explained to me he said later on he said the after the operation the uh, was was finished uh, and b b before it was uh, he said before they left uh, the, uh, the the table he tells the doctor to go take this put his hand in there and and feel around make sure he got everything and so if you looked at the film he the doctor says, I can't do that. I'm a doctor. I mean, my hands aren't sterile. And here I'm putting it inside a, uh, an open wound. I'm, I, I'll get infection. And Did so, he do he, it no, he didn't do it. You could see him, you know, just feeling around the edges of his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it was a, a little bit hilarious, but, but it was very careful. And it was his, his hand that was around the edges. And uh, finally, he, uh, so I asked him, I said, did he get everything? He says, oh yeah, he got it. And then he said to me um, later on, uh, he said, you had this big wound. And he says, well, we're, it's just gonna close up and, and we'll just let it drain. Wow. And so he, he looks at me and he says, and then this big wound where you could take three fingers oh. and his fingers are pretty big yeah, yeah. and put it in the, in the, in the opening so the wound was very big yeah. and it all starts to close by itself and his uh, and this was at the time he told me that it was about six years or seven years afterwards in Toronto and his eyes were still like bulging he couldn't he couldn't believe 
he's going to remember that the rest of his life. That uh, how this wound just like had a life of its own. Mm. It's yeah, I mean. So everything awesome. down here has a life of their own, and it's all spiritual. We call it spiritually driven, but it's really, in a sense, uh, the the um, the dimensions and the veils between the dimensions are so thin. This is like no kidding. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of explanation about being having been a, the the uh, the the energy of the crystals and mm. uh, the water and things like that. But whatever it is, this is one of the. This is a place that's totally unique. Yeah. And you, very few places in the world are like this. Oh man, this is. I've never been in a place like this. Um, I mean, I'll be um, making a bit of a, a vlog, hopefully, and sharing that on YouTube, and um, some videos. Oh yeah, just around the town here, and just capturing snippets of the feeling here. You know. Yep, um, and you, there are many, many people who, who have come. I mean, yeah. one of the young, the lady with the red hair that's in our group, yeah, yeah. this is her third time. Mm. Um, she um, originally, I met her in, in, in uh, Toronto when, uh, when I was helping the entity uh, okay. um, there. And again, I sat in current and um, I, I contributed to probably more than I really knew and probably less than really I was aware, but, uh, the, but the bottom is the line was that she had uh, uh, multiple sclerosis. Oh, okay. And um, she, she talked to me and I said, do you really want to go to Brazil because uh, it's so much more uh, intense and if you really want healing, that's where the, the best thing to do is. You're, you're not going to, uh, your chances of being healed the way you want um, will be in Brazil, not here, mm -hmm. not in, not in uh, Toronto for two days. So she went with us, um, and she went with us twice. And the second year, she noticed that all her symptoms were gone. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. She had to walk in a certain way, almost uh, pigeon-toed, to keep her balance. Wow. Um, I mean, you wouldn't... Uh, you and wouldn't, she came one you more... You think so. She came one more time yeah. to just prove that... Because mm. she was afraid that... Um, mm. uh, she, she didn't dare go to Cedars-Sinai to get a uh, diagnosis uh, to see that she was all clear because she was afraid that when she did, she'd be very disappointed. Yeah. But she did, finally. Oh. And they couldn't find anything. They were looking around in, the, in her brain and looking for the, scler sclerotic, the, the sclerotic tissue that yeah, yeah. essentially has, and they couldn't find anything. Hmm. And, of course, she's had it for years, so they mm. have a record of it, so it, it's not like they made a mistake. Mm. It's, it was finally healed. And so she's here again as a way to look at other things in her life to perhaps get clarity about how to move forward. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that's. that's yeah. No, it's all about really. I mean, the reason why I want to share this is because we're opening awareness of what is actually possible. Uh, I mean, I've said this a few times in my content, but about six years ago, that was when I, 
I think I was on YouTube or something, um, following Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Because um, he came to see John of God back. Well, he actually got it over over the phone. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. But he actually got a uh, a distance healing, which they don't do too much of it. Yeah. So he got one, and because he was Wayne Dyer, he, he got he got yeah. the, the you know he got a quite a he got a very special mm. one, and and he had leukemia. Yeah. At that time. And even when he, after he passed away, they did a autopsy, and he died of a uh, of a heart attack, but not there was no sign of leukemia in his body. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. He uh, after his his um, operation, and after the work that he was doing, uh, he had other, uh, I think a second one. Um, he said that his heart was so open it felt like it could burst and that he felt just mm. lived so much with the heart mm. and uh, he was actually going down and, and giving some of his money away to people that were less fortunate so he was I think getting ready you know to to leave because his lesson about just being heart centered and feeling uh, feeling that love that he couldn't even express as mm-hmm. a writer um, it was almost like well you really get got what what your what your mission was yeah and if you want you can move you can mm. graduate to the other side yeah. oh well I think um, I think that's all we'll do today okay well, that's okay. great yeah okay. thank you so yeah, much yeah. for sharing your um, well I hope it wasn't too long or, oh, no, or it's whatever great. it's great uh, I've, had, I've just got an appointment now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, just um, just what you do is uh, you can always edit the stuff. And yeah, yeah. I don't think I need to. You I think can we'll take just keep it. You can take snippets of it and. Oh well, most of my uh, interviews are about this long, so yeah, that's nah, perfect. Thank you so oh, much. Well, my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. I'm very happy and, uh, to happy to do it, and um, hopefully, got more people will mm. come down. Um, you know, and we t- we take groups, so you know, it's a it's something that. If they feel like they uh, would like to like to really uh, get a full experience of oh, yeah. what how, it is, so can people contact you to, to come yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, how do they contact you? Well, they they can go to uh, soulcurrency.org. Okay. Uh, which is the Soul Currency, S O U L, currency. Oh, yeah, S O U L. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a nonprofit organization, and we take uh, groups, but. Uh, we we do it in a very special way. We we have we have some of the best uh, uh, guides down here. Mm. We ourselves are are uh, um, have enough experience that we could actually be guides. So mm. we're actually um, uh, but we use the, the people from the casa. So one of the one of our guides used to be John of God's personal assistant. Oh, okay. So we, we feel like if there's ever a need to get a to get um, uh, permission from the entities and it happens to be on a Saturday that we need to get permission for somebody to go to the waterfall or whatever mm-hmm. he just picks up the phone and calls them yeah, great. you know and very yeah, few people can do that <laughs> exactly exactly that's oh, great so uh, they'll just go to the website find your contact details on there yeah get hold yeah of we you. have we're, we're gonna be running another mm-hmm. um, we, we run uh, a trip for the for the right people we don't take more than a dozen people yeah um and as it turns out it's the exact right group of people mm. and 
um, we stay in some of the one of the best places as you're staying uh, here uh, food's good uh, the, we, we, we have a, we have the entire new wing book mm. that's probably I mean, and this, that's probably why this you're garden here is part of yeah this is <laughs> this is amazing it's amazing yeah yeah um, so we're very happy about uh, yeah this place we've stayed here it's number one rated on TripAdvisor. Oh, that's, that's it's good. It's really very good. It's um, also uh, um, just to note, it's it's really it's key getting a guide to come here because um, there's so much to to know before you go and see John of God. There's so much you need to do after any visits you have with him just so you get it right you know because that's right yeah if you don't follow those guidelines as you can see yeah. every day we have our we have the people that we have uh, put together uh, the guides the, the two guides that live down here husband and wife and they're here and they they come over and they uh each person really gets personal attention if yeah you, if you're by Fantastic. yourself the only time you get personal attention is uh, when somebody translates your three wishes, uh, three, and then and then you you don't really even know what the entity says, or the entity may say yeah. a couple of Portuguese. words, and then kind of gesture, and you've only spent eight seconds in front of the entity, mm. and the guides will, the, the people that we know will will tell you, but yeah. sometimes they're they're what they call the house guides, mm. which means that they do it for hundreds of people. So later on, when you try to you find what the guide is you go there and say remember when I was up there I he said this and that and of course they don't remember because they've got like hundreds hundreds of people that, yeah. uh, that have been doing that and that's why you almost need to have uh, if you can afford it or if you're able to do it and and the, we have a group we have an arrangement with, with some of these uh, uh, guides so that we actually get a very we get a heavily di uh, discounted rate from mm. them so that it's very affordable to, mm. to have the personal attention and we think that that's really key yeah so we have good a good place to to, to sleep and to have quiet uh, we have good there's good food here and we have really all the things that you need which is personal guidance and personal attention and mm. so it's a very good combination awesome all right thank you <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Traveling Healer podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please share and subscribe. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app on your phone. I use Podcast Addict. Just search for the Traveling Healer podcast. That's traveling with two L's. You can also check out my blog at www.thetravelinghealer.com. And for the latest updates, you can like my Facebook page, The Traveling Healer. That's all for now. Ciao. The information on this podcast is no substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have heard on this podcast.